It's that time again. I already tripped myself up because I was thinking how I always go, uh, in the beginning. So (laughs) I felt super self-aware there. Uh, It's scaring and sharing. Yep. It's a podcast where we share spooky news and frightful views with each other and you about all things horror. Hello. Hello. You are Jeremy, the original Sasquatch, Slim Rusk. And you are Brandy Joe, the flaming scream queen, Planbeck. Hello, it's so good to be with you, Jeremy, and you, everyone listening. Hello. It's good to be with all of you guys. <laughs> Jeremy, it feels like we haven't done this forever. We guest starred. <laughs> That's not the right word. We yeah. guest we guested on It's Only a Podcast recently. So if yep. you haven't checked that out, please go check it out. We watched Rubber and Smile, and it's a nice two-hour-long episode. It's just massive. You know I love a girthy episode yeah um so thick i like them thick <laughs> t-h-i-c-c i do love them thick i like it even three c's real, <laughs> real thick triple c yeah. yes christian and ian are awesome it was so good to be on their show so please go support them listen to them they're amazing but uh, and then we had our episode 100 with joshua john miller which was so exciting but we recorded it a while ago so mm-hmm. it's still like it just feels weird we haven't had a a proper recording session with each other but yeah that's a little insider baseball for you guys you know we uh <laughs> We recorded that. We pre-recorded that, and you couldn't even tell. They don't care. They don't care. (laughs) You know, I listening back to episode 100, though, the thing that was most exciting and kind of sad is that Joshua John Miller, when I asked about the sequel to The Final Girls, he said that Hulu, they were developing a series for a bit. Like, that's so crazy. Mm -hmm. That is so fucking crazy and i wish it would happen and maybe it will still maybe it will it could still you know especially nowadays it feels like uh it's so common for projects you thought were dead or just uh vanished to resurface in a new form somewhere else like uh i i I feel like there's a lot of executives that are listening to like the internet and phantoms maybe a little too much sometimes where they're gonna follow like every whim that anyone out there has to like do with the property but you know Jeremy, in regards to found footage, I was curious. I am pretty sure you haven't seen the Poughkeepsie tapes, right? No, I have and not. Hell House LLC, you did see that, right? Mm, no, I don't think you I saw that. See, okay, because I was thinking about found footage lately, and I was pretty sure you hadn't seen Poughkeepsie, but no. I wasn't sure about Hell House. Hell House sounds... Is it's a is that one about haunted houses? Because it's I feel about like a haunted house. A haunted because I I feel like that that was common for the found footage to do variations on the haunted house. They, I have seen the houses that October built. I have no. seen that one, and that was you know a bit disappointing. <laughs> but um, yeah, not good. Yep, yeah. So I'm trying to think. I don't know. I feel like I haven't watched a lot of found footage because I. I turned into one of those people where i'm like blair witch project kind of like out the gate nailed it and this is the best like version of that and yeah. I, have, I haven't really seen anything since that i feel like really uh really stacks up as a great and makes you feel like that genre is something that needs to keep going so yep yep they do talk about it did you get to that episode on the 101 best horror moments or whatever on shutter where they talk about the blair witch project no i haven't seen that yet. okay um well it's on there spoiler alert although duh it should be uh but it's it's fun bria grant who love her she's so mm-hmm. so good and she's talking about like how like when it came out it looked so bad that it's like this has to be real like no one would put out a movie that like looks so like realistically crummy yep so amateurish <laughs> yep yep and jeremy i i know analytics love them but like we've sort of consistently been having someone from espana listening to us so Somebody- i just wanted to say hola we're so glad to have you yeah, gracias for uh, for listening to us. Uh, I want to. I wonder who's in Spain. I know we want to hear from you. 
I know. And we also have a new listener. Jeremy, let's kick off some terrograms. Sure. It's been a minute. So yeah, let's get to it. Let's do the terrograms. Um, so this one is titled, or subject line, I should say, is new fan! Exclamation point. Yay. Uh, hello to my new best friends. Oh. Joshua John Miller posted about this episode of your podcast, and I listened right away. I'm excited to binge listen to the rest of your episodes. You had me at River's Edge, Final Girls, Halloween 3, Spore Loose, and Queer Horror. Thank you for doing what you do. After only one episode so far, I'm a huge fan. P.S. I live down the street from the spot where they filmed a lot of River's Edge, and I took these pictures. Thought you might appreciate uh, Aaron. Signed Aaron, uh, and she sent us a uh, some really cool uh, pictures of uh, filming locations from River's Edge. Oh my god, that is amazing! They are so cool too. I love that she sort of like puts the still in for where the pictures are. They're so yeah, where, so good. Where the actors would have been in that scene that they shot there. That's really cool. Uh, and yeah, there's a couple, couple to, of them of Joshua John Miller himself on there. Yeah, we're going to have to ask her if we could post them because they're cool, and everyone should see them because they are really, really cool. But Aaron, we're so excited to have you. Thank you for listening. And yes, I. speaking of Joshua John Miller again, I have to say what was most exciting aside from Aaron and having this amazing new fan is that I like Joshua John Miller posted about like being on the show on his page, which was so cool. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Franzese from Mean Girls, Damien <gasps> liked the post. <laughs> oh my God, I wanted to say that to you. I forgot about that. I saw it like last uh, last week and I was like, it's the guy from Mean Girls. I was Talk like- about fangirling, okay? Uh, yeah, I know. I was like, that, sound, that name looked familiar because I was going through and I saw some blue checks. Oh my from god! People, I and I clicked on that one, and I was like, "This guy looks familiar." And I'm like, oh, "It's the guy from Mean Girls." That's so awesome! <laughs> so awesome! So, so I had a minor freak out about hurrah, that. hurrah! Yeah, it was very, very exciting. But Aaron, thank you so much for writing in, and um, we have one more telegram. Let's just hop into that. This was from a while ago, but it's from Teacher Drew, and he writes, "Hey guys, it's been a minute. I thought of you when I saw horror movie based candy tins at my local CVS. My favorite." was Pennywise with little red balloon candies inside. Hurrah, spooky season. About Pearl, I did watch it before X and actually think it might be better to watch the movies in that order. I thought it added a lot to the character to know what she went through to form whom she became. I also watched the new Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix. I know you're not fans of Ryan Murphy, but it is worth the watch. Of course, it is horrific, especially since it is based on real murders. Evan Peters and the whole cast deliver. Molly Ringwald is terrific and barely recognizable. It does lose some steam towards the end, though. I am super excited to see Smile tomorrow. It's a great season for horror. First Barbarian, then Pearl, and now Smile. When your next episode airs, I will be ready for October break. I'll be headed to the great PNW. Where's the PNW? I don't know. Okay, well, um, wherever that is, it's exciting uh, to see friends, family, and reconnect with Loki. Hope all is well. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay you, Teacher Drew and Phoenix. And then he mentions up in PNW, I'm going to have to look that up here in a second, that he was staying in a hotel that was a school built in the early 1900s. He was hoping it was haunted. And he says there are three ghosts in the residence, a teacher, a little boy, and a general from the Civil War. The school is built on a former military property. Wow. But, okay, so let's get it. So PNW, I don't know, when I put it in, Purdue University Northwest comes up, but yeah, I, I don't know if that's right. That's what I'm getting, too. Teacher Drew, is that right? Indiana? Were you in Indiana? Because if so, you were so close to us. Yeah. The Pacific Northwest. He was so close and not far off from my in-laws, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, so Dahmer. Did you watch Dahmer? Okay, so Sarah and I watched the first episode. Okay. Um, and I thought that was incredible. Oh my god, the it first episode of something. It was like was so even good. even this just alone is an incredible piece of like filmmaking. Like it it was it blew me away. There is a line that made the hairs on my neck stand up. Mm-hmm. When he said, I wanna hear your heart. Cause I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, <laughs> I about died. It was, and I couldn't remember. I could only remember as we talked about, like this case was very 
formative for us or whatever and our yeah. youths. But like, I could only remember certain little things and they all sort of, I remember them accurately, but there was so much that I didn't know. And I couldn't remember as we started how this initial interaction was going to turn out. So that made it very exciting. I'm not going to say, so please go watch it. But it it was such, that first episode was so good. And I watched the whole thing um, over the past week and it's fucking good. I have one issue with it. And that's that I don't like that it's called Dahmer colon monster colon the Jeffrey Dahmer story. It should just be called monster. The Jeffrey Dahmer story. Yes. Or just Why called, Dahmer first or just Dahmer or just Dahmer. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you I know what the fuck it is. I know. I thought that's like the most ungainly title ever, but uh, yeah, for Ryan Murphy, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a strong like dislike. It's just like, he's a capable producer. I just feel like, for some reason, he doesn't live up to his potential, I it's guess. It's all or... too glossy, and I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't know when to end. And I, I didn't quite feel like Teacher Drew. I didn't think it lost a lot of steam. I mean, I probably could have done with, like, seven episodes as opposed to ten. But mm. I never got bored with it, and I found all of them very interesting. And I did love Molly Ringwald. I thought she was fantastic. Loved her. Yeah. And, and Niecy Nash, fucking incredible. And, of course, Evan Peters. Like, I never, so never would have cast him for that like i never would have thought like oh who are they gonna get to play jeffrey dahmer his he would have never have entered my mind for that but uh he is he did some incredible character work uh yeah and like he nailed that midwestern accent that you know you watch interviews of dahmer and that's exactly what he sounded like and it's like I wow know. he I've just gone back nailed. and listened and it's true like yeah, when he, i was watching him i'm like i don't think he sounded like that and then i was like oh he sounded like that he definitely sounded like that yeah that, that also in that first episode too when the police are recounting like the inventory of things that were taken out of the apartment mm-hmm. that, and that's something i've heard repeated so many times in like news uh stories about it or crime podcasts and stuff. And every time it's like this numbing uh, sensation to hear it read out loud, like, like uh, as a, uh, as somebody that's not a serial killer, you know, you hear that and you're like, it's just mind numbing that uh, you would do that and have those things and keep those things around. Yeah. And Richard Jenkins also, I got to say is so good. There's just some great acting. And I mean, yeah, I haven't watched a Ryan Murphy series since cult. Maybe I feel like that's the last, no, I watched 1984, which I did not love Um, promising, but no. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's when I sort of swore off Ryan Murphy. And then I've watched like an episode of some of his other things, like one of the episodes and I've been like, Nope, I'm out. Uh, so to watch this and really like it was very exciting. And I'm definitely going to watch The Watcher. And although my husband loves that story, like he's the one who turned me on to it. Like he's like, no, like I, I will not watch a show. So I'm going to watch it by myself. And I think it dropped like today. So when oh. we're done here, I'm going to start watching. <laughs> cool. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but yeah, Dahmer, I fucking loved it. So Teacher Drew, thank you for writing in. And yeah, watching Pearl first would be so interesting. I mm-hmm. personally like the way it came out just so that you wouldn't know the the origin of her her and then go back but i it would be very interesting to watch it as he did mm-hmm. so yeah if you want to write to us scaring us sharing at gmail.com or dive into our dms via instagram scaring us sharing all one word is how you can find us and although i didn't say this at the beginning jeremy and i just talk about horror things for a while okay and then we get to <laughs> the review okay and there's in the the notes where you should go if you want to just hear us just talk about halloween ends because we're not going to get there for a second okay okay <laughs> <laughs> um jeremy there's one other thing i wanted to say and you probably i are no i already mentioned it too but i'm gonna mention it to the larger people um i work at ford and this week for national coming out day they got brought in um elvira cassandra peterson to have like a one hour chat with us like of course virtually but it was so cool she's so cool i cannot believe she's fucking 71 she just looks so fucking incredible and when she's all in the getup like you wouldn't even know like that any time has passed yeah exactly she looks better than she ever has in the costume she does she does and she was just so cool like the amount of like f-bombs and things she dropped in that like is more than i've ever heard in any ford meeting ever before which was great she just was so you know no filter and i loved that yeah but she's a live wire 
She is. I put in the chat and I asked what her favorite gay movie and her favorite horror film was. And she said, Call Me By Your Name and Dracula's Daughter, which I thought was so fun because I love Call Me By Your Name. I only watched it a couple of years ago for the first time and bawled and thought it was so hot and so beautiful and so sad. And I just loved it. And Dracula's Daughter, I've never seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I've, I've missed that one too. Surprisingly, my knowledge yeah. of uh, it's like one of the handful of the old Universal cycle of movies that I never saw, but I've I've over the years have heard it more and more. Like the profile has raised where people are like, it's a really uh, good uh, sequel from back then that gets overlooked a lot because that one is a direct sequel to the Bela Lugosi. Uh, Dracula. Interesting. Yeah, it yeah. continues that storyline. So, uh, but people have said that it's, it's got some really cool stuff in it. Okay, let's talk about Hellraiser. Okay, which I haven't seen yet. It, right? Oh, no, you I haven't? haven't I haven't oh, seen okay. it yet. Well, then never mind. Let's not yeah, talk about it. But you did watch it. But did you, did you, I want to know if you enjoyed it though. No. No? Oh, I mean, no. I'm not going to say I hated it, but like I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like, uh, I got really pumped because the advanced reviews were all like glowing uh, and then it went live and there was a lot more negative reviews just from your average like viewer than I was like, oh, is this one of these things like the film critics seemed to all be off in their own world about this because it seems a lot more um, maybe not negative, but uh, not as glowing as like the critics were making it out to be. And I'm like, ooh, okay, maybe I won't enjoy this thing. Uh, A lot of... A lot of horror people, I uh, respect their opinion online. Uh, pretty much were saying it just does not compare to even the original first two Hellraisers. Those are still uh, like the the high water mark. So yeah, I mean, I haven't seen past two, and I imagine it's probably better than a lot of the sequels. Mm-hmm. But did not did not love it, and definitely one and two are better. I wrote Teacher Drew yesterday because it was his birthday. Um, I'm sure being 25 is going to like treat him very well this coming up year. Um, but I asked him if he watched Hellraiser and he said he did and he really appreciated it. So, cause I sent him a um, picture of a pinhead cake. So I think oh. I may have sent it to you before for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I, love it. It. I love it. Pinhead with but, like, like uh, yep. birthday candles as opposed to pins. And yeah, yep, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, lots of people think it was fine. I just, yeah, it's not horrible, but not good. Mm-hmm. But okay. I watched a worse movie. I watched this movie called Come Play with that Jillian girl or Gillian from Community. Oh, yes. Okay. And it's it. like the Babadook meets SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> like there's so much SpongeBob in it. I can't even tell you. Like there's a pivotal moment where she hums the SpongeBob theme song to like calm the mood, like in a climax. Like Sponge, it's like sponsored by SpongeBob. It's so weird. Weird. But it's like a really bad tech version of the Duke. Okay. So bad. So fucking bad. So that's worse uh, than Hellraiser. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's good to know, at least. But Deadstream, as we were talking about at the theater with your brother, Bert. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Nico, recommended it. I watched that and highly recommend that. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's exactly what my brother was saying. He said he loved it and I need to watch it. So I was like, okay, I I didn't even know what this was or it existed. I just saw it pop up on Letterboxd and people reviewing it. So I was like, okay, I guess I I should watch this thing. Yeah, it's Evil Dead meets uh, found footage. So that's how I would like to just liken it to. Cool. What have you watched? What have I watched? Um, I mean, it's, you know, the Halloween season. Yeah. I get I get real heavy into my rewatch, my annual rewatches of things. Like I tend to save the big uh, slasher series like I watch them all the time, but I mainly save it for around Halloween time. So like the Halloween series, of course, this is the time of year where I like watch, try to watch all of them again, even the bad ones. And one of the. Uh, the last ones I watched before this new one was The Curse of Michael Myers, mm. you know, number six, which is definitely one of the worst of the whole series. Um, but this time around, I was really struck. The new things I took from it, one of the big new things I took from it was how the acting in it 
is so ridiculous at times. It feels like they're doing like a parody. Like it feels like it's just a step away from being like airplane, you know, or like a Leslie Nielsen movie where I'm like, if they had just written jokes in this thing, this could have been a cool spoof of the Halloween series. Like if they had decided to go that direction, because it's got plot lines that are some of the most ridiculous the Halloween series has to offer about, you know, that was the one where they went full bore with the cult of thorn thing. And everything feels like somebody telling you a campfire story of like, oh, then he was there, but the cult was controlling him. You know, it just keeps, just keeps going and going. And I'm like, if they had just written jokes in this thing, this would have been hilarious. So maybe that's an idea, Blumhouse, or well, I, I think they lost their, their, their like contract is done. So uh, the Akkads remake Curse of Michael Myers, but make it a comedy. That's my pitch. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Yeah. I wonder when these movies, like, when people are like, well, it's fun and kind of campy. Like, I wonder how often they know that when they're making it. And does it make it less campy if they do know it? Yeah. Like, is like, it better if it's, like, unintentional? I, I think I think with Curse of Michael Byers, it obviously had to have been unintentional because that was such a troubled production that, you know, like, there's the whole thing that Donald Pleasance died during post-production so they needed him for reshoots and they couldn't do it so uh that's you know it gets really choppy at the end and that's why because they couldn't reshoot like a bunch of stuff they needed to uh so yeah i think the only reason that that's as campy as it is is by uh the unfortunate like failures that happened in the production um so it probably wouldn't have been as good if it was by design, but whatever. Yeah, but know. like I wonder about Halloween Kills. Like I kind of want to mm-hmm. go back and rewatch it just because I watched it hoping it was going to be good and then it was so bad. And I'm like, maybe if I watched it thinking like it's campy and like over the top on purpose, maybe I'd enjoy it better. I um I revisited it not that long ago. Uh, and I actually raised the rating just a little bit on uh, Letterboxd because I watched it with that same mindset where I know it's ridiculous. I'm just watching to see there's some cool Michael Myers set pieces in there. I want to see those. Um, And yeah, I feel like it works better if you think of it as a bad fun movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for sure. Cause the 2018 is still very good. I think. Yeah. It's so good. I a hundred percent. It's just wild that the, then the next movie they would do would, stylistically differs so much from the first one and uh and we'll talk about the third one soon enough here so <laughs> yeah but I, I i i just wonder how often and i i do think that campy horror is probably better when you don't realize that's what you're doing but everyone's so dedicated but their performances are just that much over the top and not campy like baby jane which is although at the time i'm sure they weren't like let's make this campy but that's yeah. from another era which so many things in a different era with the the kind of acting style styles. Yeah. And writing over the top and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what did you raise Halloween ki- ends kills? What did you raise it from too? I, I raised it from a two and a half, I think was my original rating and I bumped it up to a three. So I got a half okay. star and I bumped it up to a three cause I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, the last time I did like knowing already what was going to happen and how it went. I will say I fast forwarded through that middle hospital chunk. Cause uh, that just doesn't, that doesn't need to be there and it doesn't add anything to the story. Like I know they, they was supposed to make like social commentary, but again, rewatching it, you're like, none of the rest of the movie is that like, this feels like it's from a different movie and it doesn't need to be there. It does not jive with the, rest of this halloween movie so um but i still think the opening when they cut to the past is really cool like when they go back to the night the original night like that's a really cool sequence with uh what's his name jim cummings uh Mm -hmm. doing a little cameo from uh wolf of snow hollow fame uh yeah love him he was great and um that firefighter scene michael myers's escape from the fire amazing set piece so it's yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like it's the the pieces are better than the whole. So <laughs> if you can watch it that way, I feel like you'll get more enjoyment. The Halloween hole. Yeah, the Halloween hole. 
Um, there's also a new series I'm on Shutter. Sorry, I'm jumping around called Queer for Fear. That's awesome. And they the came, first episode, okay. yeah, there's two episodes out. We've only watched the first one because Joe wanted to watch it with me. But it's cool because they talk about like Frankenstein and Dracula in the first one. Mm, like mm-hmm. that's like sort of the main focus are those two things and Oscar Wilde and like the picture of Dorian Gray. And it's oh, cool. so fascinating because that's you know you know how I am with the older stuff. So I yeah. don't know a whole lot about it. Um, and it was it's very interesting and just really well done. So. And I'm sure they can help help recontextualize things or, you know, uh, there's some fascinating looks back backwards that I've read and seen where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's a very interesting, uh, enlightening way to look at it. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm excited to check that out. Yes, please, please do. And I'm sure, speaking of um, Dracula, sure you heard about Nosferatu. That's Mm -hmm. like old news by this point, but we haven't talked about it. It's back on. (laughs) <laughs> you know yes, but not with anya taylor joy or defoe that's who yeah, was re- they, they said willem defoe was attached for a minute yep not willem defoe not anya taylor joy and apparently harry styles was supposed to be in it at one right. point too yep. and he's he's gone too so bye um, bye uh they got scars guard yeah love that. it's supposed to be the vampire too i understand scars guard so interesting i mean he's it's- so good yeah, I mean, his so work with uh, as Pennywise was like, oh, I, yeah. I could only see that opening the door for him as a horror, like a Scream King, if you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a Castle monster, Rock. A he's monster so man. Keep him, uh, give him some more monster roles. He's good at it. Oh, yeah. If he wants to do them, cool. Yeah, he's fucking good in Castle Rock. He is amazing. So check that shit out. Mm-hmm. Did you watch anything else? Um, yeah, nothing worth talking about. A lot of, like I said, a lot of rewatching of just like the Halloween movies and random stuff I've seen before. So the other movies on the 101 list on Shutter that I haven't seen so far, Bay of Blood, Zodiac, 30 Days of Night. And also they talk about um, Twin Peaks Episode 8, which I guess is supposed to be like of the new season, supposed to be pretty insane. Oh, wow. That made it in there. Yeah, there's a couple of TV series things, even though it says specifically movies, but it's okay. Because one of them I'm all for. So the the recent, if if they're talking about, so it's Twin Peaks The Return is what they called it. That like, uh, that one kind of like, depends on how you define a movie. Because I guess David Lynch wrote the script as one script. He did not write like television scripts. He wrote one massive screenplay for the whole series. And then they had to break it up after the fact because he viewed it as like a a very long, like a 10 hour film or whatever is what he saw that he was making with that. So so that's what a miniseries is, really. Yep. So some have argued that it's technically a film, just a very long film. So, yeah, um, but I think I know exactly which episode that is. And it is like uh, mind blowing just to. Yeah. I, I feel like that episode specifically, you can even watch out of context from the show uh, because it's just so David Lynch that it, context doesn't matter. So you can just watch it by itself and be like, this is a very weird avant-garde horror film. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, taking a little drive down to t- Trailer Town really fast. So tired of the menu. Yeah, I just want to see it. Like, can mm-hmm. it please come out? Because I've seen that trailer a bazillion times, even though we've seen a couple different trailers, but I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited about Bones and All, which because I wasn't sure what it was, I've watched the trailer for it, which is that Timothy Chalamet yeah. like, cannibal romance. And it looks so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. I just looked at my letterbox and I would be, uh, people I think would be upset with me if I did not mention actually a new thing that came out that I watched werewolf by night on disney plus you would have watched it forgot about that very did you fucking love it i fucking loved it very good i was like i've been kind of like meh about everything marvel's been doing lately because one there's too much of it i can't keep up anymore and it's just like you've cycled through all the characters and stuff i like really know and care about at this point it feels like but they did werewolf by night uh which like back in the day marvel had all these cool like monster comic books like still you know superhero-y but specifically monsters werewolf by night being one of them and that's you know that's what he is he's just a werewolf (laughs) so like that's his superpower is that he's a werewolf um and so that spoke to me as a kid when i discovered those characters and it's just blows my mind that they actually made 
they kept calling it a Marvel special presentation. I'm like, it's called a made for TV movie Marvel. Like, I know we don't use that phrasing anymore, but that's what it is. It's a made for TV <laughs> movie. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They did it in black and white in the style of like uh, the universal monster movies. Um, the, the werewolf was using, they used practical effects to do the werewolf. It was actually a guy cool. in makeup. And I'm like, cool, very cool. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. So that's, you know, if they do more weird experimental stuff like that, I'd be more excited for stuff Marvel's doing. So uh, please do more like that. I have been listening to Anne of Green Gables when I go to bed, um, read by Rachel McAdams, the audiobook, mm. And therefore I rewatched the 1985 miniseries um, with Megan Follows, which makes me think of Silver Bullet, which... Hot Take mm-hmm. is my favorite werewolf movie. <laughs> I saw it so much as a kid, and I love Silver Bullet. I, I also am a huge fan of Silver uh, Bullet because I saw it on TV a million times as a kid. Yeah. And I'm like, this movie, that's what I need to watch this Halloween season because it used to play around Halloween all the time. Uh, and I thought it was so scary. Yeah. Uh, so And Corey, it, Corey Haim is so good. And Megan Follows and Gary Busey. I mean, all yeah. three of them are just so good in it. And that guy who plays the priest the preacher or whatever yeah. is so hot. Yeah. From, so hot. Twi- from twin peaks. Yeah. Oh my God. I find yep. him so sexy. His name's escaping me right now, but yeah, that, that movie rocks silver bullets. Awesome. Uh, the novel it's based on is really cool too. I feel like it's an underrated Stephen King. Uh, cause nobody ever talks about cycle of the werewolf. That's what the novella is called. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I love it. And like, no one ever mentions that one. And I'm, I think it's great. So. Yeah, I need to rewatch Silver Bullet too. But yeah, Megan Follows is so fucking good. And if there's any other Anne of Green Gables fans out there, please let me know because I want to connect with you because I fucking love it. Yeah, are you into horror and you're into Anne of Green Gables? Then (laughs) you can do both. (laughs) Yeah, there's the Venn diagram exists. Oh, I have one bit of horror news I want to bring up because Joe and I tried to watch The Midnight Club and one episode in, I'm not sold. I may go back to it if I'm bored because mm-hmm. other people talk about how it's been good. But And I love Christopher Pike. I'm just kind of like, meh, about it. And I love Mike mm-hmm. Flanagan, but it just doesn't connect with me. But Heather Langenkamp is in it. And of course, this week, she's been all over the news because mm-hmm. she's like, I want to go back and fight with Freddie one more time. And it's like, of course you do, because you want to make some money. Because you just also, saw what Jamie Lee Curtis did, and yeah, now you want to yeah. do that too. But I guess she and um, uh, Amanda, who, are the, who played Tina. Uh, in- Weiss? Yes, Weiss, thank you. Yep. The two of them were at the premiere for Halloween Ends, along with Scout Taylor Compton, Daniel Harris. Mm-hmm. Did you see that picture of all of them? Yeah. And I was like, that is so fucking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That rocks. Yeah, so I'm sure it's just been in all these talks. And plus, you know, she's back in the limelight with the Midnight Club. And and yeah, Joe didn't even know that was her, though. He mm. was like, wait, who is that? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's she doesn't she hasn't aged as well as Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, I'm not saying she's aged poorly, but she's also just not been around. Yeah, you know? she's I feel like didn't she like take a break from acting or something yeah. like that? She's in a, a short called Cottonmouth that friend of the podcast, Chris, recommended to me. And I liked that. It was good. Mm. But yeah, so I but of course, I think the fans would love to see that. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Please. Bring, do it. Bring her back. Yep. Robert England can be in like a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he he is he is he has made overtures that he would be interested in doing another movie, Robert England, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I know that um Doug Bradley was asked to do a cameo uh for the new Hellraiser. Okay, uh, but, but he had turned it down. He turned them down and interesting. Said that, he said that um, I, I think there's a little bit of like, like he'll only do Hellraiser if he's playing Pinhead. I know that because there's I mean, some there's some ownership of the character there that I think he feels. And uh, uh, I, I know that the like the blurb they shared said he felt like he wanted to leave his legacy of what he had done with Pinhead already as it was. He felt like it was good enough as it is and he didn't really want to get jump back into the franchise and retread yeah. that but but i i, I mean i'm sure the right if there was the right script and the savvy enough director you could probably get him back for play pinhead one more time and i wouldn't mind seeing that in some capacity because uh 
I, I feel sad that his run as Pinhead ended in like straight to video hellscape mm-hmm. where it's like, ah, man, couldn't he have done one more big budget version of this with like good makeup <laughs> and a cool costume? Yeah. And while I appreciated, um, what's her name? Jamie Clayton, as mm-hmm. they call her, her the priest, yeah. not necessarily the um, hell priest. Yeah. I, I appreciated that it wasn't someone trying to be Doug Bradley, mm-hmm. but I still didn't love it. Yeah. And it, it's another one. It's just like, it was like Robert England with Freddy Krueger. Doug, yeah. B- Doug Bradley is so uh, like he, he built that character from the ground up with all of his work. So it's really hard for, cause now this is the third person to try and um, step into that role that wasn't Doug Bradley. And, you know, it yeah. seems like everybody gets one shot and none of them sticks. So <laughs> shall we get to our film? I guess well, let's do it. Let's jump into Halloween ends. All right. I'm going to read the short tagline from IMDb. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine chilling climax in this final installment of this trilogy. Okay, I, I just think there's no way to not talk about spoilers. Like, there's just pivotal things from the get-go. Yeah, so, the, the, do the not whole, listen if you want to watch this movie and haven't. Yeah, if you if you want to see this totally blind, totally surprised, it's really, yeah, it's real hard to talk about the plot without spoilers, because this is yeah. just, it's a movie that goes in directions that I don't think anyone anticipated. And Yeah, I've yeah. since watched the trailers, because the only bit of tr- from the trailers I knew was I opened my eyes for a little bit when we saw some other movie, and I saw Michael Myers, like, putting her hand in the garbage disposal. That was, like, all, the only thing I saw from the trailers. The only thing. Mm-hmm. So like I really and then I rewatched them and I'm like, oh, wow, they really um, kept the plot under wraps. Yeah, they did. They did a really good job. So. And also showed all the good stuff in the trailers, which I'm glad I didn't watch them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's a lot of uh, uh, like I said, like on the Internet, I had been seeing rumors and people are like, it's going to be about this and this is going to happen. And the Internet was pretty much right. <laughs> they got a lot of the plot points right, like ahead of time. So I was like, like what? Oh. what did they say? Oh, they talked about the whole uh, 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 Corey subplot. Like people were very certain, like there's going to be this new character and he's going to have this certain, you know, they're going to go this direction uh, with it. So they got it right. So here's my major issue with that. I wish it could have been set like if this is your trilogy, Mm -hmm. have it set up like a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember in the first one, she had that, the, the, the daughter, um, had the, the granddaughter, whatever had like that sort of asshole boyfriend mm-hmm. and he made it to the second one. Then he got killed in the second one. Right. Yes. Michael like just, house. Michael yeah. fucked him up in the second one, but he was kind of a douchebag in the first one. And I remember after the first one did well and they said, oh, it's a trilogy. Like there were rumors that he somehow was going to become bad and somehow mm-hmm. like and i just wish that it would have been a setup from the get-go to have this other character sort of come on board as opposed to just like in this last installment out of nowhere here's a major character here's a major character that's like you know it reminded he was me- like he was like the freaking main character of it yeah it reminded me of jason goes to hell like how little you have yeah. Michael Myers in this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's I, I uh, afterwards I said to my brother, I'm like, this probably, you know, for trivia to remember later, is this the smallest bounty body count that Michael Myers has ever had? I think so in a movie uh, that he's been in because, yeah, he doesn't was, do a whole lot. I was worried, though, that he was going to be just a figment of his imagination like oh, that okay like in the end it was gonna be like michael myers has always been gone but like really he's been hanging out down there for four years like that is so dumb yeah literally under the freeway <laughs> that's so dumb like yeah. i just like whatever and like when we left i said i told bert your brother that i probably would rather watch this again than halloween kills and then I asked my husband the same thing on the drive home. And Joe was like, at least with Halloween Kills, I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is batshit crazy. And here I was just bored out of my fucking mind. Because <laughs> yeah. it does take, I mean, that opening sequence is fun, but it's also like, what? Yeah. 
it's, but it's cool. great. It's a great it's, setup. It was really cool, but unexpected. And then it just took a long time to pay off. And now I fully understand, guys, I was totally wrong when, you know, back in the David Gordon Green was saying, oh, this is based heavily on John Carpenter's version of Christine. Um, oh, and I, I, I forgot was, about it. Yep. And I was like, Michael Myers will turn into a car. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and unfortunately, that is not what happens. So, But, but the sort of bully... Has yep. the, oh my god, it all makes sense. I forgot a hundred percent about that, and it yep. all makes sense now. Yes, where it's the the idea of some some other an external evil possessing somebody and taking over Dumb. their personality, yep. which was like, you know, there were flashes of things that I found very interesting in this one. Like I, I that I thought it was a cool character moment, and I also like when these kinds of movies bring in almost like a real pathology from serial killers as we know in the real world so when michael you know gets that first kill uh and the idea is he's starting to like come back into himself he almost has this like orgasmic shudder like mm -hmm. when he does it and i'm like okay that that was that's a cool little character moment right there where he's like oh he killed again and that's like what he needs to be him like he feels good again so i was yeah. like okay cool cool but you know the action was too far and few between. Like it took so long to wait for the next set piece of something, you know, cool. It took so long. And here's, okay. So in Halloween 2018, like all this time has passed and Lori Strode is like, you know, has her guns. She's doing practice every day. She is like ready for him. But after Halloween kills, which is the same day as Halloween 2018, after that and after he kills her daughter and just mm -hmm. disappears, she just goes to wearing simple dresses and lives a simple life yeah. and is writing a book. I'm like, how, when he's killed your daughter, how do you all of a sudden go to living a simple life? Also, how does the world just let that happen? Like all of law enforcement in the entire country would be like, okay, so a man that just committed like the worst killing spree in history by committed by one person, like, oh, he just got away. We're okay with that. Like there's not nonstop manhunts for this guy. Like yeah. there would be like Haddonfield would be locked down like all the time until they found this dude. So, but it's uh, like, they're trying to bring these messages of like evil pervades, you know, the, the community and the community is not the same and bullying is bad. And like the bullies were like in a marching band. Yeah. What <laughs> is like, that about? <laughs> and they're all such assholes. Like the one girl was like, kind of not, but like she still was like, she still let everything happen. But I'm just like, I, okay, I get it. It's like a nice, reversal not having like the jocks be like the bullies but like come on they're the marching band yeah i i feel like too like taken as a whole um this trilogy was clearly well okay one they're so tonally different like you can tell they did not start off with like this is the overarching storyline we have right. you can tell they like wrote one movie and they're like let's make another one it's going to be wildly different in tone. All right, let's write a third one. It's also going to be wildly different from everything we did with the prior two. Um, but it does feel like, I think the closest thing to a through line is like deconstruction of the Michael Myers myth or, you know, like the iconography of him, um, which they made very blatant in the end of this movie where I feel like there's something there to the idea of like, they pretty much turn Michael Myers into like a Christ figure at the end. Like, mm -hmm. like they literally crucified him. Uh, and then it's like his, his, you know, he's a sacrifice now uh, that I feel like there's something there. Was, was there a deeper meaning they were trying to get at? I don't think they quite got there. I'm not sure what I was supposed to take away from that. Um, but I feel like they're trying to say something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. And I loved that Kyle Richards lived through the second one and she was like my favorite part of the second one, but like, she might as well not have been in this one at all. Like yeah, she's not well, even in like the last sequence, like when they all go and like throw them in the chipper. I'm like, where the fuck is Kyle Richards? I, I read too, that she was not supposed to come back like in the original, like I, I had heard that this script was rewritten heavily uh, multiple times since Shocking. kills. Yeah. Well, when you watch the credits and you see written by, and there was like five fucking names there, I'm like, that's usually not a good sign. Cause that's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what I had read was her, her character was not supposed to come back in like 
the many prior iterations of the script. And then they just wrote her in because people were so excited to see her in the past movie. So that's why she's just in a couple of scenes. And I'm all for it. I, I mean, because I love her, but it just like she had nothing to do. Like, let her have a sequence where she gets chased, gets killed, lives, whatever, or at least shows up at the end. Like she ha- like mm-hmm. seemed to have this like relationship with Lori and the granddaughter, and yet like it just drops away after like the halfway mark. So I will say though this this is the movie of the three that felt most like a David Gordon Green movie. Um, because uh, c- he tends to do. That's why it was so weird that he got this Halloween series because he's not like he hadn't worked in horror before. Uh, I mean, you know, he did like Pineapple Express and Your Highness and uh, some darker like character movies. Like uh, it's called Joe, starring uh, Nick Cage, uh, which is about these like down and out sort of like, you know, the underclass, underprivileged people, where I feel like that was kind of informing like the Corey Michael Myers storyline here. So you're like, okay, I can feel David Gordon Green's interests and the type of like people he likes to write about coming through in this more than had been present in the prior two. Um, But I'm not sure it jived. Like, I'm not sure that's the right fit for the Halloween universe. Mm hmm. Yeah, there was a good line where Laurie Strode talked about like showing off her tits Mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious. That was fun. Yeah. I laughed. I mean, and then the, the mom of Corey said something about like mean kids don't get custard or something. Yeah. yeah those were fun <laughs> moments. Yeah. Um, the, the times we do get because uh, what's his name? James Jude Courtney, I believe uh, that plays Michael Myers in these. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great. Like he's pro he, for me, he's got to be up there as one of the best actors to, take on the role of Michael Myers because his physicality, uh, everything he does, he, he adds such a, such great nuance to it. Sadly, you didn't see enough of him in this movie. Like if he had been more uh, present, I would have been happy. Like the couple scenes you do get of him, the kill of the, like the nurse that's going off having the affair with the doctor. Like when he finally shows up and does his thing, you're like, those are some, that's some great Michael Myers scenes. Um, but it, you know, there's not enough of it. And like, I just, that just like annoyed me though, because I'm like, this, did this Corey kid come to him and say like, hop on the back of my motorcycle. Like I have some people I want to go kill. I want to see that scene. I know. We're we're like Allison, but it's Michael just like (laughs) holding on to him on the back of the motorcycle. Just breathing into his ears. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. (laughs) I want that scene. I hope that's a deleted Uh, scene. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. And I just, yeah, the end, the final showdown was fine, but not great. Not great. No, too short. Yeah. And I didn't like, cause, and I mean, of course, you know, someone in recovery, like I, she, the daughter, granddaughter talked about how Lori had like battled like alcoholism and seemingly beat it or something. She said, and then I didn't like that in the end she's drinking. And while the whole ending setup was like all fake out, mm-hmm. I've, I wonder, like, I would have liked to have seen that she wasn't really drinking. And, yeah. like, whatever. Like, I, it's not a huge deal. But, like, for me, I was no, just like, oh, that's yeah. a bummer. Yeah, exactly. For, yeah, exactly. Where you're, I don't know. It, 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 that, it, that does feel like those things, too, in movies they treat like, and she beat the alcoholism. So that means, like, if she wanted to take a drink, she could. And everything's <laughs> fine. Like, they don't understand the gravity, usually, in movies where it's like, no, you wouldn't do that. Because... And I get like she wasn't really going to kill herself. So maybe it was like, well, I'm going to die. I might as well have yeah. a drink, which is I know. I think we've talked about it on here before. Like if I knew like if the comet was coming to the earth and we all knew we were going to die, like, would I go get high one more time? And like, I'd like to say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, <laughs> who knows? But, you know. But yeah, so I guess in that sense, it was probably like, oh, well, I'm going out. And yeah, I just I hate it. God, yeah. yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome. So she I mean, is awesome. Yeah. I just still don't buy where she was as a character. I don't believe that she would have been that resolved. Mm-hmm. So whatever. I feel like, I, I, and I don't know why they did the time jump. I feel like the the this series might have been better suited to have continued the same night, like the same sequence would have made more sense. Because again, it's like why Michael Myers disappeared for four years and never even left town nobody cared like you know uh so yeah it's it feels like it should have just been the same night and it would have solved some of those 
plot inconsistencies. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Halloween 5, where the old guy was taking care of him. Yeah. Kind yeah, of that's... like Bride of Frankenstein, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Just yeah. like Bride So I of thought that's what it was going to be, but then it wasn't. Yeah. The old guy was just like, he eats people or whatever. I don't know what he says. Yep. <laughs> and, I, like and I feel like there was a, uh, oh yeah, the, the notion, I feel like I've heard this before in like the many unmade sequels or like rejected scripts you read about for like uh, attempted sequels in the series. The idea of like a copycat Michael Myers, I think is something that's been pitched many times before. And I guess they finally decided to work that into an actual movie. Um yeah, there is a book. Well, first of all, there's one called Taking Shape that's on because now that I'm done with my um I've listened to a couple of different books on Audible and I need to get a new one now. And there's one called Taking Shape, which is developing Halloween from script to screen. That's 13 hours. And then there's one called Taking Shape 2, which is all the lost Halloween sequels. And mm. that is 21 hours and 16 minutes. <laughs> There's a lot of sequels that didn't happen. That is insane. It also, it also makes you think like, so how bad were some of those ideas? If like some of the sequels they did make, like they decided that was good enough, like resurrection or curse of Michael Myers. Like they decided those were good as opposed to like, so how bad were some of these other scripts? So I might, I might check it out. I just, that's a lot of commitment. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that is a long fucking time. So I don't know. I still wish they had made the Halloween Hellraiser crossover movie. They were going to do that. It sounds ridiculous when you first hear it, but then you like read into what that entailed. Uh, John Carpenter was going to direct it. Oh, and, wow. and, and Clive Barker was working on the script. So it like probably would have worked because they they had this like notion that Michael Myers had crossed paths with the puzzle box somehow as like a child. Uh, and so that was like, you know, the source of his evil. And so that's how they were going to bring Pinhead in was to have them come to like find him. He had been possessed by like a demon or something like that. And they had to come collect that. Interesting. And it sounded like, oh, this could have actually have worked, but uh I don't know. I can't remember what they canceled that and they did like H2O or something like that. I can't remember. You know, I also think I would have been more okay with like the copycat killer if they would have kind of gone the Halloween four route and had like the granddaughter, like Mm. sort of like take that element and do it, but not abandon it. Like they did going from four to five, like where they're like, Oh, she did. But that, but let's just forget about it. <laughs> I, I'd also, from what I was reading online, apparently they shot like multiple endings to this thing because mm-hmm. test screenings I, like yeah. kept talking about wildly different endings. Like, I guess there was one where there's like a final confrontation with Michael Myers on the radio tower. And it sounded like it was supposed to kind of mimic the original Frankenstein. But instead of a windmill, it was, you know, a radio tower. Um, There's apparently another one where there was supposed to be some shot where they cut back to Corey's body uh, and it's gone to mimic, you know, Mm -hmm. of course, the original movie with Michael, like Corey was supposed to escape into the night to become the next Michael Myers, perhaps. But mm, that wasn't the case in this version of the movie we saw. So, nope, sure wasn't. And yeah, when we were driving home, Joe said, yeah, this doesn't um, make me excited about the Exorcist trilogy. (laughs) No. Yeah, that's the other thing. I was like, I forgot. I'm like, oh, yeah, the same team is making the new Exorcist. And now I'm starting to wonder what they're going to what they're going to do with that. So I know because you would have thought after Halloween kills and how people felt about that, that this would have been a lot better. And I mean, your brother said to me, at least they did something different with it. And I'm really kind of all three of these, they really are vastly different. It isn't just the same thing recycled. They do some very different things. And I guess in a way I can appreciate that because Mm -hmm. so many horror sequels are literally just the same thing over and over. And so much of this very series is the same thing over and over. So yeah, it is kind of refreshing when they try something wildly. I feel like Halloween, I think they might just need to go back to the season of the witch idea. And start I know, doing- like Joshua John Miller was like, do a remake of that. Like it would be just call it season of the witch mm-hmm. and have it be a remake of that. Yeah. And it would be so cool. Go back to that anthology concept of oh. like, 
You know what the coolest thing about this movie was? The Blumhouse logo. The new yeah. Blumhouse like intro was so cool. It started off with him. Yeah. Like the trees, Michael Myers, and then it like went through all these other things. Yeah, the purge was in there. The pur- um, it was so cool. It's got paranormal activity. Like, yeah, it's like references to like all their big hits. So I'm like, that is really cool. That was Although, the best part. What are they going to do in a couple years or like in a year or so? Because they don't have the rights to Halloween. You know, they only had the three and then the revo- the rights reverted back to the Akkads, uh, who are probably going to shop it around to another studio, I bet, to make a, another take. So, and, and you know what I bet they'll do? Danielle Harris, because I know she was a little butt sore. She wasn't in these. Yep. She'll show up. Yep. I bet. Yep. They go yep. that route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just don't give it back to rob zombie <laughs> yeah uh, i i'm pretty sure rob wouldn't want it because it if you if you read about his movies too it was fascinating to hear like what a living hell it was for him to make those because the weinsteins were involved at that point mm. so yeah did you ever watch the monsters i heard it was horrible i watched it um you know what it's divisive because i fell on the side of like i didn't love it didn't hate it i thought it was oh. I thought it was fun. It was overly long. It was way too long. Uh, And it had no, I feel like he must've pitched them a TV show and was like, I've already written a few episodes of like a TV show. Uh, And they were like, we're not going to do that. Turn it into a movie. Cause it feels like each half hour segment of the movie was like a episode. Cause there is no like through plot. It's just like, set up to the next thing to the next thing to the, and the, it feels like just then this happened then this happened episodic like a tv show is so mm-hmm. i feel like he must have pitched this originally as a new tv series and uh they were like no you can make it a movie so he had to cram it all together into it was like a two-hour movie so it was too long for that yeah but, um yeah it wasn't great not awful okay. i thought it's definitely like for kids so I feel like all the adult like Rob Zombie and horror fans that are checking it out, you're going to be shocked because it's aimed at children for sure. So, okay. Um, but yeah, it came out okay for me. I had fun watching it. So. Well, that's all that matters to that's, me. That's all that matters. So, well, do you have anything else to say about Halloween ends? No, other than I know they're lying because it does not end. Halloween never ends. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing Joe said on the car ride home. He's like, you would not know it was Halloween because like on Halloween day, there was no signs of trick or treaters. Yeah, that's true. There was nothing going on. It did not feel like Halloween. Yeah, this is one. Of, some of these movies do that. Like there's more than a few like for a series called Halloween after the, holo- the holiday Halloween. Um you feel like something must be wrong when people take note of the movies that actually show Halloween happening. Cause only like a few of them have done it really. But the um, first two here did, I mean, 2018 had that great sequence where he yeah. went through and killed people. And there were the, the, the people, the witch and the skeleton yeah. and, yep. and all yep. that. And then, and, and the second one, they had that thing in like the playground because it was the continuation of the same night. Yeah. So there was still like stuff going on. But then this one just sort of, there was like the one party where he had the creepy sca- scarecrow mask. And I liked that sort of carrying on. But that was like it. That yeah. was it. Yeah. It didn't feel very Halloween y. Yeah. And I did like the credits with like the pumpkins, like sort of morphing, like, or one like sort of exploding the other one, which was sort of like, the cycle mm-hmm. and like sort of showing like the Corey and Michael. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun relationship. Yeah. I wonder if they blew each other like in the tunnel. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really why they bonded? So like, maybe, I think like, so. Maybe Michael just needed some loving <laughs> all this, all this time. That was it. Somebody just needed to reach out and touch him. Needed that Halloweeny. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's let's get to the let's get to the end. Scaring is sharing ends. Yes. So let's get to the ending. So, so out of what? Oh, five uh, rusty knives. Like, where did the rusty knife go? It was there, and then it was no longer. And then it was th- not there. Oh, I was gonna say out of five fake Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, how many do you give it? I'm gonna give it two. Two. I'm going. I almost went higher just because I'm like, I'm not, I f- feel like I appreciate some of the wild swings they took. 
but I'm not sure I can go there just yet. Maybe I'll pull a Halloween kills and rewatch this with new eyes later, but I'm giving this two and a half. All right, which is still go ahead and take it and throw it on the slash throw it on the slash heap that's right <sighs> boy yeah it's like what a promising trilogy it started with like so why good. couldn't the other two have been as good as the first one because i rewatched 2018 a little while back and i liked it i think more than any other time i've watched it just because of i think kills made me retroactively love 2018 even more uh, and this is this is having the same effect. So yeah, 2018 just had the one dumb twist that I didn't like, which was the doctor being involved. Like I didn't yeah. like that, but that's like one minor little thing. And it wraps up real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because he he like it. There's that twist, and then they're like, eh, he's dead now, so it doesn't even matter. So yeah, yep. But but that's it. All right. Well. uh, if you want to write to us, scaringandsharing at gmail.com. Follow us on Insta. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. Yeah. And remember, kids, evil never dies. It just but changes evil, shape. But evil dies tonight. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was so glad they didn't say that. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.